0: Welcome to the You Can Be Unstoppable podcast. My name is Evelina Szczoblecka, your host and certified hypnotherapist. In this podcast, I will share with you how to tap into the power of your subconscious mind. I intend to share with you how learning How to use the power of your subconscious mind can help you to create a successful and abundant life with ease. How to connect with yourself while fostering a healthy relationship with your body and mind. Tapping into the power of the subconscious mind will help you to learn how to manage your emotions, become more resilient and present, in all of your relationships self love and self worth are the keys to the kingdom of success and abundance to happy and healthy life on your terms hello Welcome everyone. Today's guest is Jeannie Hoyt. She's a coach and she helps women with self-love, inner peace through subconscious mind and somatic practice, which I find really interesting. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you today.
0: Oh, thank you. It's been long coming. We've had this set up for quite some time. I've got a few questions to you. We've kind of discussed this uh, earlier and I'm just going to head the the ground running and go straight to the heavy questions. Go for it. (laughs) I find that so many of us hold ourselves back from doing what we want to do and living our true authentic lives because we are fearing failure. Mm -hmm we avoid this like a plague. And for me, failure is feedback, but it doesn't seem to be the thing for everyone. So if you could tell me from your perspective and your experience working with your clients, how could we specifically, or what can we do really specifically on a day-to-day basis to improve our relationship with failure? Oh,
1: it's such a great question. You're totally right. Failure is absolutely something that I think is a common fear for a lot of people, but it's certainly the case for me. I I would say fear of failure was the biggest fear I had for most of my life growing up. So this is something I have spent a lot of time working on. And I would say that um, a really foundational piece to changing your relationship with failure that you absolutely can apply to a daily basis is... uh, Look, changing your perspective and looking at life as something that is always happening for you, not to you.
0: And Mm. that's kind of
1: the root of what I base all of my work around changing my relationship with failure off of. That when you have a goal or something you want to do that's out of your comfort zone, um, instead of looking at it as something that could either make or break you, that's going to, you know, keep you, potentially keep you from getting to where you want to go that instead it's more like a guiding light to showing you what are the skills I need to learn to get to where Mm. I need to be.
0: Exactly, and it's kind of what I said, failure is feedback, because Mm -hmm. even if we fail, it shows us, okay, this is what I still need to improve on, maybe change a little bit. And what I like to say to my clients quite often, when you get up in the morning out of your bed and you face your day, you have no idea what's going to happen but you do it anyway you may fail you may not yet the fear of failure stops so many people from just living and I find that that is often linked to feeling that we are not good enough Mm -hmm. I think those two quite link together
1: absolutely I would agree I think that For a lot of people, and again, this was certainly the case for me, that if I failed, it was a a reflection of my self-worth or how valued I was as a person. If, If I failed at something, that meant I was a failure as a person. If I'm a failure as a person, then I don't deserve certain things. I don't deserve to be loved. I'm not good enough to have good things happen to me. And it's I would just take failure so personally. Mm. And I think that that's something that a lot of people can struggle with. Why would I want to put myself out there if things don't go well and it's just going to make me feel bad about who I am as a person? Absolutely, that's a huge barrier for a lot of people. Um, But recognizing that those two things are totally separate. You can be so valued as a human being and be infinitely worthy of love. You deserve to feel safe. You deserve to be valued. And you can still fail at things and they're separate. They do not, one does not impact the other. You could wake up and, you know, have four bad things happen to you right off the bat. And that does not say anything about your value as an individual. Um, I think is it, absolutely something that is really helpful for people to learn how to separate and not have them take their failures as a personal reflection of who they are. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's amazing that we always link that to a negative self-talk as well. So mm-hmm. when we fail, we then say, you are so bad. You Like you say, you. then we take you personally. We, you don't deserve love. But if we look at children and babies, when they are learning to talk, to walk, to do anything, they learn by failing. And mm-hmm. they try again. And they try again. And they try again. The failure does not deter them and thus we're not going to say to a tiny baby you are a failure you are not good enough and you do not deserve to be loved because as a five months old you still haven't learned how to walk Absolutely. but we do that to ourselves well once we grow up and we failed at something the first time suddenly that makes us not good enough to have the success and the love and it's I find this fascinating, how what we encounter over the years through our childhood the stories and beliefs that we pick up along the way makes us so risk averse and failure averse mm-hmm. because we've created all those stories about ourselves
1: absolutely yeah yeah just to build off of your um the analogy of like you know how we deal with children when they Fail. I was a uh, elementary school teacher before I became a coach, and I remember having that realization of, you know, I would never talk to my students the way that I talk to myself. Mm. And what is so different about me when I mess up versus them when they mess up? Like, when is the threshold for it to be okay for you to tear yourself apart when you make a mistake? It's when you're 13 or 18. One day you just wake up, and now when you fail, you get in trouble for it. Versus yeah. being positive and growth oriented around that Mm -hmm. Um, just really helped kind of pop that illusion for me of, you know, beating myself up for making a mistake or not getting something correct right away. Doesn't make any sense. I would never treat anybody else like that. And I actually find that super helpful when working to change somebody's Mm self-talk is visualizing themselves as a child. You would never speak to this young, cute, younger version of yourself. In such a harsh way. And when you can visualize that younger version of yourself and get down to the root of, you know, the stories about how you hold failure in a certain light and like kind of getting to the root of like, you know, around what age did you develop some of these stories and pick up some of these perspectives and speak to that version of you. It's so it's so transformational how quickly people can make that shift. You're right. Mm -hmm. I would never say these things, and I deserve to be so much kinder to myself. And it makes that transition so much easier.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I sometimes also ask if they have children or they've got you know young ones in the family because that also works quite well with people. Because when you say, "Well, would you say that to your child, to your niece?" and they're like, "Well, absolutely not." So how is that okay? Mm -hmm. to say that to yourself like how is that in in, in any book okay and then they're like hmm I can kind of see what you mean yeah (laughs) but you know we never stop to reflect on a self-talk and the language that we use towards ourselves and I think this is a huge huge problem across a wide spectrum of people that negative Mm self-talk but Going back to failure and a fear of failure, would you say that the fact that we do something different and unknown, like starting a business or learning something new, we are creating new habits, new ways of doing things. Would you say that that fear of unknown also plays a part and the fact that we slightly risk averse and we're like, mm, we not fully apply ourselves the way we were when we were two. Hmm. Oh, it's so true. Yeah, I would
1: definitely, um, you know, instead of beating yourself up about the fact that, you know, maybe if you are a person who is risk adverse, um, I choose to look at it as like a really helpful survival strategy that it is probably a good thing that we are cautious going into something that's new Um you know, 100,000 years ago, if that were the case, and you were someone who just, you know, threw yourself into the unknown, that might not have been a good thing for you to do. So recognizing, no, it's probably a good thing that I want to be cautious, and I want to make sure that I can keep myself safe, putting myself in a situation that's unfamiliar, um, really, I think, does a, a great job of allowing yourself to empathize with yourself and looking at it as maybe this isn't such a bad thing that I do this, And I think there is absolutely a way for you to be cautious and to be mindful going into something that's new and encouraging yourself along the way that it's okay if I'm scared. It's okay if I'm hesitant. I'm going to be there for myself and meet those needs and make progress towards my goals. You can absolutely have both.
0: Mm, Absolutely. I like that because like you say, there is a different level of risks. You know, when we are in our 30s, 40s and we engage in something than we were too, but at the same time, being open and courageous and mm-hmm. how we show up for ourselves. And I mean, that brings me to a concept that it's kind of thrown around out there a little bit. And I think maybe there's still a, a little bit of misconception about growth and fixed mindset. Mm. Because I think there's still plenty of people who got this belief and this story that they tell themselves, I'm too old to change. It's just who I am. It's just me. Which that to me is a very fixed mindset of someone who doesn't even want to entertain the idea that scientifically is proven that we are not having a fixed mindset There's something called Europlasticity. We can absolutely rewire how we feel, how we experience, how we think, what we believe. Would you say that this is the first thing you need to tackle with your clients is this belief that I can't change when you work with them?
1: Mm. I would say yes, I think that that would have to be the first thing to approach. And I think like what you just said of being able to show someone the science of, you know, your brain is not different than everybody else's, you know, if this research says that you can make big changes later in life, it is possible. And not only that, but to show, you know, there are other people doing it who maybe are older than you or had harder circumstances than you who were able to do it. Like, I think kind of can pop the illusion of that you're some isolated case where, oh, I could never, like, it's just me that I'm, you know, exclusive to that um, information. And uh, I would absolutely say that opening up your mind to the possibility is a really exciting change when people can recognize, like, how much power they have in shifting their narrative and making big changes in their life. Um, is just such an exciting transition to go through because I think a lot of people um, you know, sometimes feel a little a little hopeless or don't have as much control as they actually do. And being able to realize that you are the driver of this life story and you are so much powerful than you might be giving yourself credit for is just a really empowering transition to make and adopting that growth mindset of I am always capable of changing my circumstance. I am the one who gets to make these decisions and help myself along in accomplishing what do I want to accomplish. Just that bleeds into so many areas of life that directly impacts your confidence, Mm -hmm. self-empowerment, you know, how strongly you want to go after your goals. It's just, it, it bleeds into so many different areas making that shift
0: it is and it's unfortunate because we picked up a lot of this along the way and we don't even know sometimes that we have it it's this part of us that runs behind the scenes I like to call it like from the shadows Mm. it directs our thinking our actions and we don't know for the most part like what it is where it comes from why we have this feeling like we're stuck which no one is really stuck is just we've got this belief that we have no power over our lives that is this external circumstances the economy where we live that is somehow stopping us and and i call a total bs on this because if i believed all this i would have never left poland and if i looked at my circumstances It would have been like mission impossible, you know, minus 100% possibility of actually, you know, doing anything with my life and and leaving Poland the way I did, yet I did it. So absolutely everything is possible, but that's where the growth mindset is so important. Because, like you say, we are the drivers of our ship. Uh, or we are the one that actually writing the life book story mm-hmm. not the external circumstances and I think that's the tragic thing about the system the society that we live in that we enter the adulthood with this belief that we are not in charge and a lot of people hold that belief to certain levels and extents you know that's not equal to everyone mm-hmm. Some people are more empowered than others. But I think there is far too many people who unfortunately have this belief that having a happy, joyful life where, you know, inner peace and and, and joy and prosperity is possible for them.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Uh, just hearing you talk about that I so resonate with your story, too, that, you know, if you had talked to me like six years ago, I was absolutely living a pretty unempowered life. I did not. I thought that, you know, you just kind of got whatever cards you were dealt and you just kind of made the best of it. And there were some things I just wasn't going to be capable of. Um, and so it's just funny hearing you talk about that. I'm reflecting me like, oh, my gosh, like, it is really incredible when you can take charge of your mindset, when you can dive into your subconscious, look into those shadows and find what is holding you back because it, you know, it's easy to blame the economy or political circumstances or whatever as why you can't do some things that you can do. But I do believe that individuals are infinitely powerful and it's More so the stories that are rooted in our subconscious, that is what keeps us stuck. Mm. That's why I'm so passionate about the work that I do, because it's all about diving into that and finding like, what are those stories that you were taught, that you picked up, that are shaping the way that you approach the world, that are causing you to feel like you're stuck, that cause you to feel like you're powerless. And healing those wounds and meeting those unmet emotional needs from way back when just helps those stories dissolve. I love to use the word dissolve for this because it, it just feels like they disappear before your mm-hmm. eyes for all. It just feels so transformational that, wow, like you really feel the weight of just how powerful you are. And all the sudden barriers that held you back for years or decades are just not there anymore. And uh, absolutely being able to go on that journey of exploring the self and Picking those stories apart and realizing a lot of these, um, this conditioning we pick up early in life, you know, when you take a real good hard look at it, it doesn't really, you know, hold that much weight. It's actually not as steadfast and rock solid and, you know, irrefutable as we've been acting on it as if it is. Um, So that I think it's just so, uh, you so owe it to yourself if you feel Mm -hmm. like you're being held back to go on that journey and explore, what am I doing that's, what am I holding on to that's leading me to feel this way? Mm -hmm. Because it's not something that you can't fix. It's not something that you're helplessly bound to. It's absolutely something that can be changed and released.
0: Mm -hmm. So taking this, how would you say then, what can we do to change our relationship to suffering? because if you've been something tragic, something serious, serious trauma, and every and the trauma is hurtful, and because it's not the trauma, the interpretation of it that really hurts us, but let's say you were emotionally and physically abused, you were raped or something serious. And then we coming and we're telling this person, oh, you need to change your mindset. <laughs> You'd have a growth mindset and they were like you know what (laughs) I'm not gonna talk to you you know blah 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 (laughs) how can a person like this change their relationship with the suffering that they endured let's say in early years of their lives and now they're in their 30s or 40s and they're trying to make some sort of meaning out of that and live a normal life
1: Yeah, I definitely can understand if somebody just comes on and says, just change your mindset and everything will be better that, you know, a lot of people could be like, ah, that sounds just too easy. You don't understand the depth of what I've been through. And I will still say that I think mindset is important to tackle first because it's imperative for the person to believe they are capable of change. If you don't believe that you are capable of changing, then I would have a hard time seeing how you could be open enough to the healing that is available to you. Mm -hmm. So it's that, that drive of, I believe I can change. I want to change absolutely is necessary, but I totally agree that mindset, at least in my opinion, is not where the depth of healing happens. It is that diving into the subconscious and something that I practice with my clients is a lot of somatic work. And if Mm. you go through something that traumatizing somatic work is a non-negotiable because your body is what holds on to that trauma holding on to that emotional charge and if you're just attacking that from the mindset from the brain like you're not even touching the root of what's causing all that pain for you so being able to dive into the body and get curious around where am I holding that energy where is this pain being held and starting a dialogue with that pain you know what did I need to hear back then what do I want to express now if I could you know talk to the person or the situation that's hurt me like what wants to come out of my body and giving that pain a space to release and be witnessed and process is absolutely imperative and I think unless you're in a space to have that kind of dialogue and that have that be in that position to to emote in that way um yeah if you can't do that i feel like you know your healing is only going to get so far and i just i can't see how you could get to the root of it and fully release a traumatizing experience without Mm. letting your body be part of that conversation
0: oh i totally agree because i do things slightly differently than you but i do also do this it's the body work too, because you need to release it because energy, emotions are energy in motion. And if they are trapped in our body and not released, it's going to be really hard to fully unravel that Torah and let it go. I completely yeah. agree. I couldn't agree more with that, what you said. And I want to kind of steer the conversation towards the self care because I think that is misconception out there around self-care and self-love and things like this that it's still seen a bit as a fluff that oh you know bubble baths and you know epsom and baths but for me self-care and and self-love is saying no when we mean no is having those difficult conversations is having boundaries in place and actually upholding to those boundaries is part of self-care and self-love regime, if you like. To anyone, what are your views around that?
1: Oh my gosh! Word for word, you almost just said something I posted on Instagram last week about how self-care is about hard things. Absolutely, like having conversations that you're afraid to have, but you know you need to have, or saying no when you don't want to do something and Proving to yourself that you will be there for yourself, that you can count on you to meet your needs, even if it's hard, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's the last thing you want to do is, you know, face this person or situation, but proving to yourself, like, I've got you, I'm going to be here for you. Good times, hard times, you can count on me. And I think that that's honestly the backbone for building confidence is letting your body know that it can trust you to honor what it needs. And I totally agree that it's easy to say self-care is the light, fluffy stuff. And don't get me wrong. I love the light, fluffy stuff. That stuff is great and absolutely should be a part of self-care as well. Um, But for me, it's more so about, will you be there for yourself? Can you do the hard things? Do you think you're important enough to do the challenging things that you need to live, in a happy balanced way
0: Mm, but expand this and you touched upon this a little bit as well you need to have that self-trust that you are going to be there for yourself no matter what you're not going to betray yourself so if you set those boundaries you're not going to back up the last minute and basically tell the other person it's okay to break your boundaries because you're not going to uphold them anyway and there's no consequences so it's when we do this we also have to say okay am i willing to deal with the consequences if the other person keeps breaking my boundaries because i think that's where a lot of people fails they set the boundaries but they do not uphold them and they do not follow up with the consequences Mm -hmm. of that and that is just going to make the situation worse because we just taught the other person It doesn't matter that we set the boundaries because we do not uphold them and we do not follow and they can just walk all over us. And that is just going to make us feel so much worse about ourselves. So it's going all the way and having that self-trust behind it that we have our own back.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely um, can understand. I, you know, for people who struggle to uphold their boundaries, I even to this day would say I'm a pretty conflict-averse person. I don't like going into a situation thinking there's a potential for somebody to get mad at me. It's something I, you know, I still really don't like, but the way that I look at it that I find really helpful is I either get a short-term pain now and go through that uncomfortable conversation, or I'm going to have to deal with the long-term pain from the fallout of not upholding what feels good to me. Um, like what I said earlier is if you can uphold your boundaries and be there for yourself and prove to your body that it can trust you, that is the building blocks of confidence. The inverse, however, when you prove to your body, your body's telling you like, I don't like being around this person Mm. or it doesn't feel comfortable for me to be in this situation. And you recognize that and say, it doesn't matter. I don't want to have that conversation. Like, I don't want to fix that problem. Your body learns that it can't trust you. And in my opinion, that can cause and lead to anxiety where your body just, it's in an uncomfortable situation. It feels like it can't trust you to take care of it. Therefore, your body learns it has to be hyper alert. It has to be hyper vigilant. It has to be on guard all the time. So it can protect itself because it can't trust you to do it. That's where the
0: health problems comes in because the body is trying to take charge because you do not because you're not yourself.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So looking at it from that perspective of either I can have this, you know, five minute uncomfortable conversation, or I can deal with having anxiety day in and day out, which one would I rather deal with more times than not, I can get myself to have that uncomfortable conversation. And what I will also say is the more times you do it, the better equipped you feel to have those Mm. conversations and use the right language and know how to approach them where, you know hopefully that that they can go better you know practice makes perfect and all that so over time those conversations won't feel as intimidating as they might now if that's something you haven't been
0: able mm-hmm. to practice. yeah it's it's really well said and i totally uh, agree with what you just said it's really important to recognize that that there is always a choice and it's up to us which way do we choose to go mm-hmm. and just a final question so I like to talk about being unstoppable and this podcast is titled you can be unstoppable so if you can give me three three top tips mm. from your perspective what is the best way to embody that unstoppable beingness in us that we all have
1: oh I love that question. Uh, The first thing that came to mind for me was what we spoke on at the very beginning here about understanding that life is happening for you not to you. That has been the fire in me that just makes me feel like anything is possible, that no matter what happens, no matter what life throws at me, I get to learn from it. And that's only getting me closer to where I want to go. Like it truly makes me feel absolutely unstoppable. So I would say, yeah, life is happening for you not to you. Um, Another one would be having immaculate self-care and self-love, cherishing yourself for the uniqueness that you bring to the table and seeing all the value that you can provide to the world. I absolutely believe that everybody has a purpose, something that Deeply drives them and motivates them that benefits the collective. And if you can find that spark of what brings you so much joy, something that you could do day in, day out, forever and love it, then that also just inspires this feeling of like, I can do anything. I'm so capable. I deserve so much goodness in the world for, you know, the beauty that I can bring into the world and just cherishing yourself for the person that you are, I think is a really beautiful beautiful thing to embody. Um, And one more something that would make you feel unstoppable. I'm a huge fan of inner child work, which we did kind of touch on a little bit today, the way that you talk to your younger self. And I love having pictures of my younger self around. And just looking at this little version of me, And the way she looked at the world, what she hoped for her life, and for me to be embodying, um, you know, kind of these two things I just talked about earlier for feeling unstoppable, just knowing she would be beyond thrilled and just so excited to see the way that I'm living my life and being a person she would be so proud of. And uh, thinking about that, just like almost it brings tears to my eyes about how motivating that feel. So like I'm doing her such a service. Like I'm really giving her what she deserved as an adult. And I find that incredibly motivating as well.
0: Mm, I love them. They're beautiful. I love those three types. They're amazing. And I totally agree. (laughs) Like I couldn't disagree (laughs) with any of them in any shape or form because I mean we do speak the same language. We do similar things. And I I just I just couldn't disagree. impossible but thank you very much for coming along and joining me in this wonderful conversation and i'm sure that there is plenty of golden nuggets in this conversation for the listeners and thank you very much
1: thank you so much i love this
0: conversation this is so much fun awesome thank you very much thank you for listening If you found value in this podcast, I would like to ask you to leave a positive review explaining how this episode helped you to improve your life. I ask you to do this because this will help other people to improve their lives as well. Share and spread the love all around you. Raise your vibrations to improve your life if you would like more transformational content like this, connect with me on Instagram. You can find a link in the description of this podcast and I'll see you over in the next episode.